Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I Am Athlete Tonight. What up, everyone? This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Emmy Award-winning sports analyst and sports analyst for CBS Sports, 10-year NFL defensive lineman, Lee Doosable, and you know I'm with my guy. He led the NFL in rushing with 1,607 yards in 2013, which is also the Philadelphia Eagles' single-season rushing record. He was also named to the 2010 through 2019 all-decade team at the running back position. No player has scored more touchdowns, ran for more yards, or gained more yards from scrimmage than him from 2010 through 2019. He's also a host on Speaks on FS1. My guy, Mr. Crazy Work himself, LaShawn, Shady McCoy. Shady, what's good? Yeah, 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 yeah. Matter of fact, tomorrow, I got my crazy work segment. Y'all check it out. You know what I'm on saying? On Speaks or here? On, on Speak from 1230. No, no, I'm sorry. From 1.30 to 3 o'clock. <laughs> well, check in the out. West Coast, I mean, on the East Coast, that's 4.30 to 6 o'clock. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> How you been, my guy? I'm good. So it's just me and you today, huh? Just me and you? Yeah, you know, we're going to rock out. Perfect. Yeah, um, we we were we were talking before this show, and actually, me and Shady, for people that know, we we call each other and talk to each other throughout Sundays when the games are being played. And I kind of was going back and forth with it with Dan Orlovsky on Twitter, and nothing crazy. And he tweeted something about that: like, if you don't have, you know, a Patrick Mahomes, you know, doing what he does, you have no chance in this league. And I'm like, hold on. The Chiefs scored 20 points. Let's put this into perspective. Yes, Mahomes threw for over 440 yards. He threw it damn near 70 times. First and foremost, if you're throwing it that many times, you most likely is losing the game and, and ain't nobody respecting the run game, first and foremost. Second of all, let's not forget he had a really bad interception that game and should have had two. He threw in the double coverages if Tyreek Hill was still on his team trying to throw the ball deep downfield. Those things you can't do. The Tennessee Titans are a good defense, right? They're disciplined defense led by Mike Vrabel. Um, they don't really have any superstars. besides Jeffrey Simmons and I would say Kevin Bayard, the safety position. But everybody else is really good players on that team. And for, I would say, three and a half quarters, they shut down that Chiefs offense. Yes, Mahomes threw for over 400 yards. But let's not forget right before half, he had a catch and run from McCole Hardman because the Tennessee Titans were in prevent defense. They thought that he was going to throw a Hail Mary. They, they were in prevent defense. He got about 40 or 50 yards on one that play alone. So, yes, Mahomes, you know, played well and was special when he needed to be special at the end of the game. 
used his legs to scamper, you know, for a touchdown, two-point conversion. Also used his legs to buy time to throw it to Noah Gray on that one play to get that first down. But for you to say, like, if you don't have Patrick Mahomes, like, you don't even have a chance, that's BS, right? Because if you got a good defense and a team that can run the football, yeah, that may sound old school, but look at the teams that are doing well, that are, that are doing that. You got the New York Giants, the New York Jets, the Baltimore Ravens, whose defense has come alive this last few weeks, and even the Seattle Seahawks, who run the ball really well and have started playing good defense. So, I mean, Shady, I know say we talked about this. Like, what, what's your thought process on that? I know you talked about this a little bit on your show earlier. People were saying, like, if you don't have Mahomes doing this, you have no chance. Like, to me, that's nonsense. Yeah, that was crazy. Because, like, I watched the game, and I called you, um, like, going into the, to, to overtime. But I think Josh – I'm sorry. I think Pat played well. Um, it was a tough game. And, and, you, and you have them in the NFL. Like, every game is not going to be yeah. Patrick Mahomes, you know, 40 passes, 32 completions, 450 yards, three touchdowns. Like, it's not going to be that type of game. Correct. And, and I got to give a lot of credit to the, the, the Titans. They played very well. Like, like Derrick Henry went off early. I was like, uh-oh. Yeah, he did. Long I, thought, I thought the Chiefs were in trouble. <laughs> yeah. but, but, you know, what really showed me, I think, watching this game was how good the, the Chiefs team is, right? Mm. Derrick Henry had 20 yards in the second half. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Um, now and it was a help that your quarterback, and he didn't he didn't really play well, but he's a rookie, so I, I get yeah. it. Um, I just think that like and Pat, like Pat, he he did have that. We're not losing this game, and and, and he turns it on. I think later in the, later in the uh in the game, but like Travis Kelsey, one of them passes I think it was like third and like nine, um, where they had to convert to to get the the go to overtime, and he Correct. as you see he threw a sidearm pass. It was behind Kelsey, and the defender was right there. Kelsey jumped back and caught it. Did you see that? That joint? was crazy catch. That was yeah, crazy. That was a crazy catch. So that yeah. you know, they got a couple couple scrambles, but I, I I didn't think he he played well, but I, I didn't think he like like was like lights out. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so it wasn't a like lot, a lot the of game like, versus the Bills in the divisional round. Yeah, like all, all the hype they were trying to say about the game is I, I didn't see that. I, I seen them yeah. put up 17 points, um, and then and then <laughs> um the the game winning field goal to 20. I seen uh, a lot of punts, right? And then my thing is if you thought if you throw the ball. 68 to 70 times. Is that a record? No, he was. I think he was just a couple of throws away from the record. <laughs> who, has the, who has the record, though? There's been a few guys we, that have thrown look, it 70 it times. I think Drew Brees, I think Drew Brees has the record. I think it was like 72. Oh my God. And a comeback win, yeah. <laughs> but but my thing is like, so for throw the ball 68 times, how many yards are you supposed to have? That's my thing. If you give me 68 carries. How many yards how am I you, supposed to have? How crazy you gonna get? I'm supposed <laughs> to have at least 200 yards, at least. You see Minimum, what I'm saying? So yeah. I just think that, like, and I'm not shining light or 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 or, or, or hating, yeah. Um, you know, or, or dimming the light on his success. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, because Acho, um, Emmanuel Acho, who's, who's on Speak, he's the host, and he was saying like, oh man, you know, with the Patrick Mahomes. Is, I said, yo, Patrick Mahomes is a dog, but that game wasn't won just because of Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. Eight times. So they did a great job of winning together, though, I thought. Yeah. And the one thing we talked about on the phone during that game, and I told you, right, those offensive tackles been getting exposed. And they got exposed again Sunday. Like, Tennessee Titans, they don't have Harold Landry, right? Danico Autry, to me, 
has been the most underrated player in the NFL, I would say, for the last decade. Like, that dude gets it done. When he was with the Raiders, he gets it done. With the Colts, he got it done. And he getting it done with the Tennessee Titans. Jeffrey Simmons didn't have a big game. But Mario Edwards came off the street and I think had a second half and another big quarterback hit on on Patrick Mahomes. So, like, Orlando Brown, Andrew Wiley, they got to figure something out because that defensive line – He's asking for money, though. I heard he's asking for like big money. He's asking for top. He's asking for top left tackle Third, money, and he's been getting three. exposed. Because he's cause, been um, getting exposed this year. They, they didn't reach their contract. They they said they were they, they, they were franchised negotiating. Them. Yeah, and they but they had to because they couldn't get nothing done. But my yeah. thing is like, yo, this doesn't this doesn't, uh, doesn't support. Help you. Yeah, it'll support <laughs> your cause to, to not take the deal. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it as a whole, the teams that are competing in the AFC, right, that can get after the quarterback, the Jets, right? The the Chargers are going to get Joey Bosa back. We know what Khalil Mack can do. Like, these teams will get after you. We saw what Mad Max Crosby did to that offensive line. Right. Now, the Raiders most likely won't make the playoffs, but the Tennessee Titans are still, you know, in there fighting. They're probably going to win their division most likely because we'll talk about what's happening with the Indianapolis Colts and nobody else in that division even has a chance to probably upseat the Titans. The one team we thought was the Colts and what they've just done the last two days to me seems like they they doing a whole tank move. So we'll talk about that. But like you have to sure up that offensive tackle position. We've seen when Patrick Mahomes has struggled, you've been able to rush three or four and get after him. It could be a long day at the office. So yeah. they got to sure up. They got to sure up that offensive tackle position or it's going to be a long day for him. Um, got a really good show today. Shady again, a lot going on in sports. Um, also, no basketball today because everybody should have went out there and voted today. Um, I think that was really dope by the NBA to cancel all games today. Yeah, Not cancel, really cool. but move all the games to yesterday so everybody yep. could go out there and vote today. So make sure you guys vote. I know on the East Coast, the polls just stopped. But if, you know, you're in Central Time Zone, you're in the Pacific Time Zone, go out there and get your vote on. Could Odell Beckham Jr. be heading to the Dallas Cowboys? Well, it seems like owner Jerry Jones hinted at it. We'll talk about that. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens made easy work of the Saints on Monday Night Football. Have we not talked about this team enough? We'll discuss that as well. And Aaron Rodgers says no disrespect to the Detroit Lions, but they didn't stop us. We stopped ourselves. We'll discuss that as well. But the big news, man, Colts owner Jim Ursay on Monday night defended his decision to hire former Indianapolis Colts offensive lineman Jeff Saturday (laughs) as the team's interim head coach saying, the first time NFL coach is fully experienced enough and fully capable. This is Ursay saying Saturday is experienced enough and fully capable of taking this head coaching job. Very excited uh, to, to have, uh, as Chris is, to have Jeff here uh, next to me as the interim head coach. And yes, he is fully experienced enough. Yes, he is fully capable. He's extremely smart. He's ex- extremely competitive. He understands the game. He's the best man for the job. And uh, there's no question about it, you know, um, in my mind. And, and I've been around it a long time. You know, last coach I, I hired as an interim head coach was Bruce Arians. It, it was the right coach. Now, in this next clip, it seems like Jim Ursay kind of contradicts, kind of contradicts himself because he goes on to say that he's glad that Jeff Saturday isn't it is an experience. This is what he said about that. Now, I'm glad he doesn't have any NFL experience. I'm glad he hasn't learned the fear that's in this league. That's because it's tough for all our coaches. They're afraid. They go to analytics, and it gets difficult. I mean, he doesn't have all that. 
Yeah, he don't got no college or pro professional uh, capability yeah. right now because he's never done it before. Shady, I had to stop it right there. Let me ask you this question, man. This man said he's glad he's inexperienced. Like, what do you think, you know, Jim Ursay, the owner of the Colts, is thinking by saying that? Because it kind of contradicts his first statement saying he's experienced and fully capable to do this job. But then he says, I'm glad he's inexperienced, right? And he went on to talk about the analytics and how a lot of these coaches go to analytics. But again, Jeff Saturday doesn't have any experience coaching, more specifically being the head coach at the college level or the professional level. So what what do you make of this, Shady? Because I didn't get to, you know, talk to you yesterday and and see where your head was when the coach decided to make this move. So first, what do you think about Jeff Saturday being hired as head coach, you know, coming off a desk, doing exactly what we're doing? And then also – you know, his owner saying he's glad that he's inexperienced. Yeah, listen, man, that's like the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. Jeffrey Lord calls me. I'm going to speak. <laughs> hey, shit, you want this job? What, what job? The head coaching job for the Eagles. Hell yeah, I'll take that. It was one of them type of, <laughs> no, I'm being serious, though. It was like a type of yeah. like homeboy, good old boy, homeboy job, right? Mm-hmm. I think of, I look at his career as a player. Phenomenal job. Phenomenal yeah. player championship, you know, ring of honor, hell of a player. He has no real experience, right? There's coaches on there, on that staff, have the same type of resume on the field, but they're actually players. Reggie Wayne. Why why not hire Reggie Wayne? I think if you want to go that route, or if you want to go to a a route where guys have resumes, John Fox is on that staff. Yep. You see what I'm saying? So I, I don't really understand it. You know, coach and that, Bradley that's why, too, who's the head coach? coach Bra- Come on, man, Gus Bradley. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that was more of a thing where I'm looking out for my boy. Um, you know, and and, and and who am I to blame the owner? It's his team, yeah. right? It's his team. He he <laughs> feels he like a, a a guy he's played with, you know, or played for. Saturday was great when he was there, you know, and he says I I don't want a guy with a host experience. He did say that. I don't want that guy yeah. type of guy. I want a guy that doesn't have any experience. I want a guy that I know that doesn't go through the intellects. That's not scared to lose. So I, I get what he's saying, and who am I to judge him for that? I just think that yeah. it, it's sad for our sport because now, granted, I do want to give Jeff Saturday some respect and love because anytime an ex-player can be a head coach, I'm all for that. Yeah. My, my only thing is the requirements. Most black coaches, they say that we don't have enough experience, right? Most black mm. coaches, only four of us, four head coaches, four, head, four black head coaches. There's no black owners. The NFL is about almost 70% all black players. It's yeah. a crazy stat. So we're good enough to play, but we're not good enough to mm. have our platform of being a head coach. That's the part I don't like. The part I don't like is we got to find a better way to, to make this game fair for all colors, all races. There's no reason that you could have a league, 70% of black players and only four coaches. That's crazy. Yeah, you make a great point, right? For one, how do the players in this locker room respond to this, I talked to a few players on the coach, right? And they were like, yo, this is crazy. Like, as a player, this is the last thing you expect, right? The only situation that was similar to this, and it wasn't even similar because he essentially had a whole offseason was John Lynch coming from the booth and being named the GM for the 49ers. I think that one caught a lot of people by surprise as well because he really didn't have any experience in scouting or anything like that. And it's worked out pretty well for the 49ers up to this day, right? But to be a head coach, coming off a desk at ESPN in the middle of the season, right? Now, Jeff Jeff Saturday does have a relationship 
with, you know, Reggie Wayne. They were teammates together. He also was a consultant for the Colts for a little bit as well. So I'm not sure if he knows. I talked to a few of the players. I think he was there for like a week or so during training camp. Uh, I don't know what his relationship is like with the coaching staff. But for one, the players on this team, you got to look at this, Shady. We're a game and a half, two games out of first place in the AFC South. And you decide to let the coach go. The coach the week before decides to fire the offensive coordinator. The two guys that have actual game calling experience on the offensive side. The only two guys in that building that have game experience calling offensive plays during during the NFL season. You fired both of those guys, right? You bring in Jeff Saturday, who's never been a coach except for at the high school level, at an academy level. And again, for the player's perspective, it's like, what are we doing here? Like, what's the vision if you're a player, right? You still got to go out there and do your job. That's what it is. But then you talked about the coaches, right, Shady? What does this, what message does this send to the coaches that have put all these years of work, you know, out there to, to be where they're out just to get this opportunity? You know, John Fox is on staff, Gus Bradley, both former head coaches. You talked about Reggie Wayne. If you wanted to go to a player perspective, Reggie Wayne, I'm not sure if he's in the Ringo honor yet with the coach, but he will be. He's probably going to be in the Hall of Fame as well has an illustrious career with your organization, Has was a volunteer coach and then was a receiver coach now with the, with the Indianapolis Colts. Why not give him an opportunity, you know, to, to be the head coach? Or even to elevate him to be an offensive coordinator if he choose or chooses to, to be one, give him that opportunity. I just think they missed the ball with this because, you know, what message does it send to all the coaches that have put in that work? And you talked about it, all the, the color coaches that feel like, Sometimes because of the Rooney rules, they're just a, a checklist mark, right? They don't really get a true opportunity to be head coaches. They do all these interviews year after year without getting a, a serious, you know, a serious chance to be a head coach. And then Jeff Saturday, who has no coaching ability, uh, I'm not going to say no coaching ability, but has never coached at the pro and college level, gets an opportunity to be a head coach. This is I Am Athlete tonight. I'm it's your a good host, old DJ boy Doodle. deal, man. Yeah, yeah. This was definitely uh who you know, not what you know type deal. This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I'm your host, Lee J. Doosable, with my guy, LaShawn Shady McCoy. And we're talking about this situation with the Indianapolis Colts. And Jim Ursay had his press conference yesterday introducing Jeff Saturday as the interim head coach. Now, Jeff, Jim Ursay went on to say this. I also know how to build a football team. This is what he said about building a football team. Oh, he was talking heavy. I do know how to build a football team because I've been around for 52 years. And from all the people from Paul Brown to Don Shula to sitting with Ted Marshall Broad and understanding what you do during a week for preparation, I understand that. And I understand that he's fully capable of doing this. Yeah, I think he also went on to say that he doesn't hire any losing coaches <laughs> in that in that press conference. Yo, but and, we talk go ahead, Shady. No, Andy, Andy, I don't know if you got the part where he said uh he said, Come on, man. The, the Colts were a top four winning team of all time in the last uh, 2000s. Yeah. I was like, oh. You talking big trash, ain't he? <laughs> talking big trash. It's in the 2000s, like, we, we it. So that's why, I mean, like, I have my own beliefs about it. I wish they could have did a different way of uh, selecting the coach because there's so many good coaches out there. Real quick, a quick yeah. story. Deuce Staley is a guy that was a running back coach. I came in in 09. He was like the the, the assistant running back coach. He got yeah. better and better and better and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Such a hell of a coach. And then my when I left for uh left Philadelphia with the Buffalo, I traded. He became the um assistant head coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. So he's got yeah. bigger and bigger, but he's never got a chance to be the head coach. 
he, he, he I interviewed for different um, you know teams and et cetera. But my thing was like a guy like him, how's he not a head coach? But a, a guy like Jeff Saturday could just be the coach with no experience. So I just think that I don't like the hire because how it went down. But then again, like who am I to tell a, a owner how to run his business? Like if I, yeah. I want to hire my boy, I'm going to hire my boy. I'm going to hire my guy. <laughs> right. Well, Shady, we're actually going to go to that clip of Jim Ursay saying how, like, in the 2000, they're a top four uh, winning, <laughs> one of the most winningest programs. In the 2000s. Expectations are high here. Look, we're the fourth winningest franchise in the league since 2000. All right. That mm. means in the upper quartile of winners, we're in the top quartile of that upper quartile. That's mm. rare air. Course, talk your talk, Jim Ersay. Talk your talk, man. Tell you us gotta how be you smoking really something feel. over there, man. <laughs> so, uh, Shady, we talked about Jeff Saturday, right? And as an interim head coach, there's a lot of stuff that he has to do. We talked about it, you know, Frank Wright and 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 Bradley, Marcus Bradley, were the two guys that you know had experience calling plays on the offensive side of the ball. Neither are in the building anymore, right? So Jeff Saturday had to. Figure out who was gonna call plays. Oh, this is crazy! On Sunday. Oh and my god! Yeah. <laughs> so he has decided to go with thirty-year-old pass game specialist slash assistant quarterbacks coach Parks Frazier, and uh, he served that he will serve as the offensive play caller against the Raiders, Raiders according to Tom Pelissero and Ian Rappaport. Now let's here, just bro. look at let's look at you know Park Frazier's resume. Like uh, he started and don't Stanford. and don't laugh either. Don't laugh when you, when you read. I'm it. not. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna just read it how it is. He started off at Samford in 2015 as a defensive quality control coach. So for people that don't know what the quality control coach is, they literally draw up the plays for the opponent that week. They do a lot of the the film breakdown as well too. But they're not a position specific coach, right? They're either you know a defensive quality control, special teams quality control, or offensive quality control, and their job is to draw up the cards. As as you're facing your opponent that week, right, and that's what they do, and they held the practice cards at at practice as well. In Middle Tennessee State in 2015, he was a defensive quality control control coach. Arkansas State 2016 to 17, he was a graduate assistant for the Indianapolis Colts 2018 to 2019. He was assistant to the head coach uh, of the Indianapolis Colts in 2020. Uh, 2020, he was the offensive quality control coach. And 2021 till now, he's been the assistant quarterback coach. So, Shady, let me ask you this. What do you make of Jeff Saturday choosing Frazier, you know, as the offensive play caller for this Sunday versus the Raiders when this guy has never even called any plays at the college level, NFL level? I'm not even sure if he's even done it at the high school level. Man, I know one thing. I get off work Friday. I'm shooting down to Vegas to put my bet in. I know that the, the Vegas <laughs> on the Vegas Raiders Raiders they haven't been playing well, but I bet this money they will play well this week. I just, I mean, it's it's, uh, and I don't want to like, I don't know, be funny or make a joke about it, but this is a joke for real. He's thirty years old, has no real experience. Even like if you look at some of his like, I guess his resume, like all his stuff is on defense. At that, he just yeah. Got so in offense. college, he was on the defensive side. Yeah, defense. Then he's like. Trying to the, the plays up, then you're the, their assistant. Assistant, like I, I, I mean, I can't make you can't make this stuff up. So, I will say this: I want the best for Jeff Saturday. So, I hope yeah. hopefully it works out. But 
it, it sounds crazy. And then real quick, I look at a player like myself. I'm trying to think on offense who they have over there that has that type of attitude. Um, I don't know. But, <laughs> talking about your type of attitude? Yeah, just like you know, like 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 passionate about the no, game. I don't think nobody take, take it real serious. I, I just feel like yo, as a we're in the offensive meeting or practice or in the film room, it's like what? I, I can't yeah. look, I can't take you serious. I gotta respect well, you enough to take you serious. Yeah, like so a guy that we had on the show, I feel really bad for. He's our guy, Stefan Gilmore. Like, oh, if y'all was man. gonna do all this, man, and this man's eleventh year, y'all could have traded him before the deadline. Let me know. Yeah, Let me man. know if you're gonna do that, please. <laughs> Cause this man was playing at a pro he's playing at a Pro Bowl level. And like if you're on that defense, like what has to be going through your mind? Uh, I think the Colts, you know, gave up a pick six to the to the Patriots uh, offense that has struggled. The Patriots offense have struggled all year long. And the Colts defense played really well in that game. But when your offense throws a pick six and only gives you three points, there's no way in hell you have a chance to win the game. So, I mean, like guys like him, DeForest Buckner, like I just, bro, I feel for those dudes on defense. But ESPN's Dan Orlovsky uh, worked until Monday with Colts interim head coach Jeff Saturday. Now or- Orlovsky could soon be working with Saturday again, possibly. Appearing on Tuesday's edition of the Dan Patrick Show, Orlovsky didn't rule out joining Saturday's coaching staff in Indianapolis. This is what he had oh. to say about Jeff Saturday getting the head coach job. My initial thought was, wow. And then I work with Jeff tw- two days a week, you know, and I'm constantly in conversation with them. And my brain went back to all the conversations that he and I have had over the last like six weeks. And in the moment, I didn't put two and two together. But as yesterday unfolded, I was like, Oh, now it all makes sense. You know, we would have these really detailed conversations about what was going on in the NFL and, you know, teams that were doing things well, teams that weren't doing things well, scheme, um, philosophy, identity, coaching, all that stuff. And, you know, kind of when the news broke, it, it made a lot more sense why and and um, how we had those conversations. So hearing that, Shady, do you think that Jeff Saturday maybe knew this was brewing? Again, him and Jim Ursay are really tight. I, I believe when he retired, uh, Jeff Saturday, Jim Ursay said that he was going to give him a job in the front office. So do you think that Jim Ursay was saying, man, if this thing continues to go left, Jeff, what do you think about taking this job? Just after hearing what Dan just said. Dog. I mean, like, come on, man. This, this, is, like, this is like, it's like fantasy football. Just hiring whoever you want to hire. Just <laughs> it's I fantasy just, coaching football. <laughs> it's just crazy. It's like, and it's like you don't want to like say too much because you don't want to like talk down on it because it's an ex player. And I got a lot of yeah. respect for Jeff Saturday. You know, it's just I don't want to make a mockery of it, but man, this is it's it's really silly. Like, yeah. Like, so, like, what happens oh, to all the criteria of 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 like getting a job? No, 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 no. Yeah. About just getting a job. No, no, no. I'm about just getting a job. Like. People look at background checks. They do all this. To your experience. Oh, what's your references? Like, it's none of that. It's none of one that. Thing, one thing we know in this world, we and we talked about earlier, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And literally, this is the perfect example of perfect who you know. Example. He knows the guy, and he got the job. But uh, Dan Orlovsky added that he and Jeff Saturday exchanged texts on Monday that they decided to touch base later, and that Saturday has not directly offered me anything as of yet. Now, Dan Patrick then asked whether Orlovsky would lobby for a job on Jeff Saturday's staff, and this is what uh, Dan had to say about that. Will you lobby to join in this, the Colts staff? 
Um, no, I won't lobby. You know, I, I, um, I, I, I've made myself pretty clear to Jeff, you know, my, I love, I want to coach one day. I'm very much so interested in it. Candidly, as the days go on and on, I get more and more interested in it. Um, you missed that part of football. I love what I get to do at ESPN right now. Um, but if Jeff, um, I have a lot of friends who are coaches in the league. They all know, you know, we talk all the time, so, um, they know where I stand. That sound like a lobby to me. I don't know what, what it sounds like to you, Shady. It sounds like he didn't want to give an answer. Like, what was he trying to say? Uh, <laughs> hey, look, Dan said, but, but, um, I mean, I, I think he'd be a good coach. I watch him, some yeah. stuff he says. Most coaches that weren't that good as players, right, and they'd be smart dudes, they really do well as coaches. Yeah, and, and that's I think, true. You know what I mean? I think that uh, he's a smart guy, man. Like, smart dude. He's doing a great job at ESPN, and. I like watching him. I learn from him sometimes. Right? Yeah, no, Dan Dan's a super super uh, smart and sharp guy. He break he does great film breakdown for sure. Yeah, so so. so I, I like but him. but speaking of Jeff Saturday, right, Shady, you made a point. You said you know this weekend you go fly to Vegas, put money down on the Raiders. What's interesting that you said that, right? Because Jeff Saturday on Twitter just about a week and a half ago said the Raiders look horrible. Funny thing is, Shady, that's exactly who they play. This Sunday, so we're going to see how horrible they are. Hi, everyone. This is Hope Solo, World Cup champion and host of Hope Solo Speaks, a Sirius XM podcast. I'm so excited about the Men's World Cup starting November 20th, and we'll have coverage all tournament long. I'll be talking to former players, top analysts, and offering some of my unique perspective as Team USA looks to make a deep run in Qatar. Download new episodes of Hope Solo Speaks right now on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop every Thursday. USA, USA, USA. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. And the New York football giants will be without safety Xavier McKinney for a few weeks after he injured his hands during a ATV accident in Cabo during the bye week. He detailed the injury in a Twitter post. This is what he said. During our bye week, I went away to Cabo. While there, I joined a group for guided sightseeing tour on ATVs. Unfortunately, I had an accident and injured my hand. The injury will keep me sidelined for a few weeks. I will do everything I can to get back as quick as possible so I can contribute to what we're building here in New York. Now, this isn't the first time that a current or former NFL player has been involved in the ATV incident. Malik McDowell, a second-round pick by the Seattle Seahawks in 2017, had his career derailed by an accident before he ever played an NFL game. And former receiver Mohamed Masakwire had his left hand amputated when his ATV rolled over in 2018. This is Xavier McKinney on the accident that happened in Mexico. Got into a um, Can-Am accident. Uh, kind of just basically just flipped over. Or not flipped over, but tilted over. Uh, fell on my hand. Uh, so that's basically what happened. We're on a, a sightseeing tour. Um, that's, what, that's what I can tell you. 
uh, it was nothing that was uh, reckless. Um, this was just simply, um, you know, being able to see, um, you know, uh, being able to be out of the country, seeing out of the country, seeing what it looked like. And uh, it was just an unf unfortunate event that happened. Now, McKinney. Now, McKinney broke multiple fingers in the accident last Wednesday while the team was on its off week. He underwent surgery after returning from Mexico and his left hand was covered in plastic protective case as he talked to reporters Tuesday. Now, McKinney went out answered multiple questions about whether he was driving the AT ATV and he said he was unaware that being on the ATV violated his contract. Now, New York Jets coach, I mean, New York Giants coach, Brian Dable expressed disappointment that Xavier McKinney was injured during the bye, but won't discuss his discipline. LaShawn Shady McCoy, I mean, what do you make of all this? First and foremost, what did you usually do on your bye week? Did you ever get on any ATVs? Nah. Nah, I relaxed. You know, I relaxed watching football, spent time with the family. You know, we ever... Our job is so busy, man. Our job, like we're we're practicing, watching film, getting recovery. So you don't have a lot of time for your family. So I like to go back home, um, you know, get some home cooked meals for my mom, grandma, you know, to see the family, be with the kids, maybe take like a little trip, do something cool, do something in the hot weather. I had a house in Florida, so I might go down there for a little bit. But it never was stuff like ATVs or four wheeling, four wheelers, or or like none of that. Um, yeah. You got to be professional, right? And this is probably mm. a message and a sign for all, all the players in your bye week. Like last night, Lamar Jackson talked about, you know, our bye week ain't just a, a vacation, right? It's time, it's time off from football, you know, maybe recover, uh, spend some time with the family, but we got to get back to football. Yeah, 100%. Like on my bye week, you know, I, I always, you know, contemplated where I sh if I should go out of the country. And I always told myself, nah, because I won't have to worry about getting back in the country if there's an issue or something. Say there's a storm, I can't get back in or say something happens at custom. So like you, you know, I lived down here in South Florida when I was playing too. I would just literally come back home, you know, get with my trainers, get with my physical therapist, relax, get the massages that I need, probably two that week, um, get with Pete Barmerito, do one or two workouts, light workouts, just to make sure then it wouldn't be a whole week before I did physical activity before we went back to practice. But man, getting on an ATV, like why even risk it? We have a whole off season of six months when we can get on ATVs. And honestly, in our contracts, you're not even supposed to be on motorized vehicles, period, right. let alone during the season. That is like absurd. That's the one thing you really don't do. But like I, I always just like you said, I like to relax, see my family, chill out. And because it's it's not like a vacation. Like you're taking a break to get your body back to make that stretch run in the second half to potentially, you know, make a playoff run. And the Giants, this Giants team, to a lot of surprise, is making, you know, could potentially make a run to the playoffs by how they've played the first half of the season. So McKinney's one of their best secondary players. He probably is their best secondary player. How big of a loss is this for the Giants, Shady? It's oh, it's a big loss. It's a big loss. I mean, he's a hell of a player. He's yeah. pretty good. And I think like, he's man, free after this year too. Yeah, he might be free for real now. I know him, Brian Dayball. <laughs> he's all about he's all about winning. Uh, some things he did pick up from um, from Bill uh, Bill um, Belichick. Yeah, Belichick. I forgot the name for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing around, but anyway, discipline, right? Like, like, yeah. I don't care what you do. The team should come first. 
No matter who mm. it is. You see what I'm saying? So that might be the reason why he might walk. Because you're not putting the team first. Like, why are you riding ATVs? Why are you doing that, though? You got a whole offseason to do that, my guy. I mean, again, Come on, man. I hope he's okay and he's able to come back in three or four weeks. But, like, your team needs you, and now you're going to be on the sideline for three or four weeks. And who knows how this can change their season with him, you know, not being they, back there. He's one of their best playmakers in, in the back One of their end. best playmakers. And, like, they don't have – and I'm not going to disrespect nobody, but they don't have the players where you can just depend on – like, for example, so let's say if the Bills – or the Chiefs, mm-hmm. a defensive player gets hurt, right? Oh, he's out four weeks. He was riding bulls. He was bull riding. <laughs> that boy said riding bulls. Right, or chasing cow. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. And it's like, damn, why would you do that? You know, we need you. But we probably yeah. can win because we still, we got Patrick Mahomes and we got Josh Allen, right? Correct. They don't have players like that. I, I think Saquon is is – He's playing lights out right now. He's balling. Yeah. He but he's not that difference maker like like them guys, right? Or or yeah, correct. You see what I'm saying? I mean, because then he's a running back, or and maybe at the like quarterback a, position. You know, Daniel Jones has played well, but he he's not a guy that you know you this, you depend on to score thirty points for you. That's what I'm saying. So I look bad. It looks bad. Like like how do you tell your your your, your boys? That's how you tell guys that thing. you depend on. Yeah, that's the thing. Like the, the GM, you want money from the GM, you want money from the head coach. Yeah. How do he look at you? This is some goofy nonsense. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, I mean, man. And even, and even more so, right? Like the guys that's actually on the team with you, like the Leonard Williams, the Dexter Lawrences, the guys that have been putting in work on defense with you to make sure, you know, um, Smith, the linebacker, who they got, you know, halfway through the year. Like how, how does it make them look at you in that light when, you know, all we ask is you don't put yourself at risk during the bye week. And, again, we don't know. It could have been a fluke accident, but why even put yourself in that position? Wait, he's a, you know? this is his fourth year, right? He's not a rookie. This is not his second year. This is no, his year. I think this is his fourth year, yeah. Come on, man. You know the game. Come on, man. Yeah, like that's, that's something you, you really can't do when, you know, your team is dependent on you. Again, the bye week is for you to get your mind back right, uh, also to recharge, get healthy. That's the one thing you're supposed to do in the bye, like the ATV thing. Yeah, like you, you really, you really can't be doing things like that. This is I am athlete tonight. I am your host, Lee J. Dudes, but with my guy Lashawn Shady McCoy and Devondre Campbell, calls for grass fields after more Packers are injured on turf. Now, Packers linebacker Devondre Campbell didn't play on Sunday at Detroit because he suffered a knee injury a week earlier at Buffalo, and after seeing more injuries to more of his teammates while watching Sunday's game, they all banged He's up. upset about artificial playing services. Now, Campbell's fellow linebacker, Rashawn Gary, suffered a bad apparent torn ACL in Detroit, and several other Packers got hurt during the game as well. Now, Campbell wrote on Twitter today that he thinks the services in Buffalo and Detroit are to blame and that every team should play on grass like Green Bay does. This is what he said on his Twitter. This is two weeks in a row. We've had players get injured on turf fields. I think it's time y'all take some money Y'all make off of us and invest in grass fields for every team around the league. The turf is literally like concrete. It has no give when you plant at NFL. Now, several players have complained this season about playing surfaces, and almost all of them prefer grass to artificial turf. It's an ongoing concern for players, but one that doesn't seem to be making a lot of headway in convincing owners. Now, Jerry Jones insists grass is no safer than artificial turf, here is Jerry Jones on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas this morning talking about grass compared to turf. 
our stats, our league stats, don't see issues uh, with uh, the type surface that uh, we have uh, as opposed to natural gas. We don't see issues. No facts bear that out. He said no facts, but I thought there was a study that showed, I think, like 20% difference and as far as like knee injuries on turf compared to grass field. And just to update, Xavier McKinney's in his third year, not fourth year. But LaShawn Shady McCoy, we know you get busy on any surface, but how can players get owners to potentially make every stadium grass instead of the field turf? Hold on. I get busy on any surface. There you go. There you go. You was waiting for it. Yeah. Yeah, it don't matter. I mean, if it's turf, if if it's grass, it don't matter to me. I will say this, though. I I love grass better. It's more natural, right? You you know, I I, I made hard cuts when I played, quick cuts. Sometimes the knee gives out on turf. It gets stuck. It gets stuck in there. Them little rubber, black rubber balls. And you you can't turn the same. So I've noticed both. From playing now, granted, God blessed me with different type of ACLs and ankle joints, you know. So I was blessed with that, but I, I, I felt the difference. And a lot of guys that get hurt, man, like it comes from the turf. And I, I feel like NFL owners or they don't really—I mean, do they care? They don't care. They don't. They, <laughs> they, don't. they don't want to pay care. that money to change it over the grass. It, they would care though if their star, if, if the star quarterback got hurt. Now or check ACL. this out. Every time. A quarterback um, gets hurt a certain way. They change the rules. Tom Brady, when they t- he tore his ACL and a guy tackled oh, him. Oh, you're right. That rule, that rule changed. Oh, whoa, whoa, hold up. You cannot do that. <laughs> Last night, somebody touched Lamar Jackson about it under the kneecaps. 15 yard fine or 15 yard penalty. penalty. Correct. Yeah. So, so um, um, what was the other? What was the quarterback where they they rolled on top of him and they they put all their weight on his shoulder and he caused him to have a um, Aaron Rodgers. He had to call Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Collarbone injury. Oh, we can't do that no more. That's dead. <laughs> so, when a, it's going to take a quarterback. Let me knock on wood. Oh, there's no wood. Ah, it's going to take a quarterback to get injured from scrambling. Right. Yeah. And and knee goes out. Oh, we got to change. We got to get grass. I mean, and my thing that doesn't that doesn't, that doesn't cost no real money. That doesn't take that much time. That's not that much maintenance. Yeah, and it's a write off too. Like they Come need on. to stop. <laughs> the NFL makes billions, billions of dollars. You know what? But it's non. It's um um um. Uh, what is that? Uh um. What's that, dudes? Help me out here. What do you it's, mean? Uh, um um. What is that called? They make billions of dollars. And... Yeah, but it's a it's a um. What is that called? Where they come on, like private them? corporation? No, no, no. What is that? Um. You make me sound crazy on on air right now. <laughs> I ain't trying to. I'm trying to figure out what you're trying to uh, say. It's, uh, uh, um, I can't. I can't think of the word right now. I'm having a brain freeze, brain fart. Yeah, but what is it in regards to? Like it's um. Give me two seconds. I will think about it. <laughs> All right. Well, you think about it. We gonna we gonna push the conversation forward. And my guy, Geno Smith, does it again. That's why I Seahawks forgot about to say because you got him about to talk about him next. <laughs> And the Seahawks beat the Cardinals 31-21. Now, Geno Smith lost the lead for Seattle in the third quarter by throwing a pick six, but then led the offense on touchdown drives of 75, 81, and 85 yards in concession to beat the Cardinals. Now, Smith threw for 275 yards, two touchdowns, while rookie running back Kenneth Walker III ran for 109 yards and two scores. And the Seahawks have won four straight games while the Cardinals have lost 
four or five. This is Geno Smith talking about how his team came together and finished that game. Sometimes things are going to happen that, you know, the ball's not going to bounce your way. A couple times it did bounce my way. And, uh, you know, it's how you respond. I think we responded great as a team. Um, Going, you know, three straight drives, finishing with touchdowns, long drives, tough drives. Everyone in the stadium knew um, the magnitude of those drives. And for us to, you know, go down there and get scores and get touchdowns, I think it's showing you what type of team we are and what type of team we can be. Now to the Seattle's... uh... Now, the Seattle Seahawks defense sacked Kyler Murray four times, including two by uh, Nuiche Nuosu, and held the Cardinals to 262 total yards. Now, the Cardinals lost the first of three game stretches against divisional opponents. Murray threw for 175 yards and two touchdowns, but lost a crucial fumble in the second quarter which made no sense it's like nobody really even touched him and the ball came out of his hand the corners were hurt by their own mistakes they were called for 12 penalties which plagued and they were also plagued by drop passes and botched snaps those 12 penalties one was crucial because you know d hop deandre hopkins had a touchdown i think to cut the league down to seven but robbie anderson was still moving they got called for a legal procedure penalty and the ball had to get moved back this is cliff kingsbury on the Cardinals hurting themselves I'll get a steal for you. Yeah. I mean, we're not, good, we're not we're not a good team. I mean, we're not a good team. Our quarterback <laughs> runs around, you know, throws the ball everywhere. You know, we had fumbles. Uh, you know, Rod, uh, Robbie, he just got here. He's making big, bad plays. You know, they're not a good team. Man, some of that's on Cliff Kingsbury, man. Oh wait, uh, let me hey, ask you quick. this question: yeah. for you, nonprofit NFL is a nonprofit organization. That's oh, okay, that's now. what it was. <laughs> yeah, I forgot what I was about to say. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, this is this is Cliff Kingsbury uh, speaking on how the Cardinals are hurting themselves. We're hurting ourselves. You know, we, we got to give give ourselves a chance. The self inflicted stuff is killing us. And uh, when we're on schedule, playing with tempo, um, we move the ball well. And when you're in, you know, second and sixteen, second and fifteen, that's tough against a really good team. Oh, on schedule. <laughs> I don't ever see the offense on schedule ever. This offense ain't been on schedule at all. I mean, let's not let's not let's not get it twisted. They only scored fourteen points. Seven of those came off a of pick six, right? So uh, let's go back to the Seahawks, right? Got to be the surprise of the NFL right now. Shady, are you finally a believer of my guy, Geno Smith? He had a pick six last game? Yeah. Come on, bro. Yes. Yeah. But he bounced back and, and, and led them to three straight scoring drives after that. Yeah, I, I think, man, listen. It was a hell of a pay, too, by Zayvon Collins. It was a screen was play. Was it? He threw it right to him. I mean, threw it right to him. I mean the dude peeled off on a rush, though. Come on. Um, I'll say this, man. He's playing well, right? He's 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 playing opposite of his entire career. So these last eight games. <laughs> is it eight games Shady, or nine what games? does this man have to do, bro? No, no, so it was eight or nine games he's been playing. Was it eight games? Nine. I think they're nine. I don't think they've had six the, and three. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think they're six, six and, and three. Yeah, yeah so, I think they're six and three. These these nine games, he's been playing very well. I think he has a really good supporting cast, a tremendous running game, um, some excellent wide receivers. That's one thing, real quick. But, but nobody has bigger throws this season than him. If you look I at the tape, I was wondering why why um, Russell wanted to leave. I guess because I look at the, like the, the the talent. Like there's more talent with the Seahawks offense than the Broncos. Yeah. But anyway, that's not so the, that's maybe it's the quarterback that was the issue. 
I don't think he's better than Russell. I mean, come on. I can't let nine games tell me that. That's what I'll yeah, say. I mean, I mean, he's, he's playing well. I can't. He's playing better than him do, right now, for sure. What I can't do is say that he's doing bad. He's doing playing really well. I won't hate on him. I'm always a realist. I keep it a thousand. And yeah. he's been trashed for years, but he's finally playing well. But he's finally got a real and, opportunity now. I don't. I don't. Almost, I mean, what he was starting for the Jets right as a rookie. I was on that team, bro. We didn't have no offensive weapons like that. The year he hey. was supposed to remember was the the incident in the locker room. No, no, no. He started as a rookie, though, right? Yeah, came right in the starting. Yeah, so we can't come who on. Was, who was our receivers on that team? I would love for you to name them. I don't exactly. I don't know the. I don't know the Jets roster. Mm. It's not like what he's talking about. It's not like you know. Not like it's like the. <laughs> like know, what? I don't. I don't know the Jets. <laughs> like what? So, but look, he's playing well now. That's all that matters. And I think that, um, and I want him to do well. Let's let's get this straight. A yeah. black quarterback in this league, I'm rooting for. I am mm. because, like, you know, they made it so hard for us to get that that spot. So I, I love that he's he has he has a chance to be that a quarterback. And then hopefully, do you pay him this year? I hope he get a pay. Oh yeah, two years, don't he? I, no, I think he's free after this. But uh, before we go to break, I want to ask you this: um, with how well Seattle has played with Geno and that defense starting to come along too. Can they threaten? Well, they're in first place right now, but in the NFC West. But can they threaten the 49ers for that NFC West crown? I don't think so. I think 49ers are better everywhere. I think they have more weapons on offense. I think they have a better. Uh, I guess I guess the same quarterback. They're, you know, Geno's playing better right now, but yeah, I mean, Jimmy G's played in bigger games. Um, but I, I, I would go with Geno right now, burning him. Uh, with yeah, better okay. weapons. I think they're coach. I think they're coach better on offense, right? Yeah. Kyle Shanahan's a dog. I think their defense is a lot better. I think their offensive line is a lot better. I think their defense line is. Uh, nah, the Forty Nine ers offensive line ain't been that good this year. <laughs> yeah, they, they've been solid. They're getting healthy. They're, but, they'll be back. Yeah, Williams just came back, but McGlitchy been getting exposed. Hey, but look, but look, but look, and and I think we gotta uh, get the break though, Shady. Talk to you later. I Am Athlete Tonight is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. Support I Am Athlete Tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete Tonight weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Sirius XM channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA tonight trial to start your free trial today. Sirius XM podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.